Turn in your Bibles, please, to the book of Proverbs. Psalm should be the middle of your Bible. I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter 21. Proverbs chapter 21. You should never come to church without a Bible. Proverbs chapter 21. A lot of people have gotten used to it. I thought when I come to church, they would give me one. I thought when you come to church, you would bring one. Proverbs 21, verse number 25. The desire of the slothful killeth him for, or because, his hands refuse to labor. He coveteth greedily all the day long, but the righteous giveth and spareth not. Father, thank you for the Bible. Help us please tonight. I know perhaps to a lot of people, what does this have to do with living for Jesus? Well, I do believe the reason a lot of people can't that are saved live for Jesus because they lack a great amount of character. And I pray, dear Lord, that we, as we hear these things, if that's us, we need to adjust our lives to what God wants and what God teaches and not what we believe we are, and that is too late. It's not too late. If God is instructing us, then it can still be learned. So I pray, dear Lord, that we'll learn tonight. Thank you for all you've done for us. Please help in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. We started talking last week. This is the second part of lesson number six. And we started talking about slothfulness. And uh, come to find out what is slothfulness. Sloth means lazy. So the word slothful would be full of laziness. And uh that describes a whole lot of people in America. Um, all you got to do is drive down the street and look on the street corners. All you have to do is look how many people are asking for handouts from our government like they're supposed to do this. Hey, you're the government. You're supposed to take care of us. No, you're supposed to protect us. And uh, But we've twisted things around, and so we come to find out a lot of Americans are just that we don't finish what we start. When things get too hard, we change direction. Uh, though we, unemployment could be a whole lot less and those that are working could make more because there are lots of opportunities to get jobs. Right now, there are a lot of opportunities to get jobs. Right now, there are a lot of opportunities to get jobs. Right now, there are a lot of opportunities to get jobs. That being said, you could make money or make more money than you're making right now if it was, yeah, but that means I'd have to work up into the night. What, you've never done that before? I'm not the ideal man, close to it, but I have worked two and a half jobs before. Now, I'm not saying that was a wise thing to do. I used to work uh, on piecework, work for uh, Columbus Coated Fabrics up in Worthington. Then I'd get done there, and in the evenings, I'd work for United Building Services and the um, uh, oil company off of 270. You see it as you're driving up north there on the right. I used to go there in the evenings, and I would clean the offices there, sweep floors, dump trash, do that kind of stuff for United Building Services. And then on Saturday, I would work right down here on Broad Street at the gas station pumping gas on Saturdays. And uh, I did that for about two months until one day I figured out when I was sitting behind somebody and my foot, because I fell asleep, slipped off the brake, and I bumped the guy in front of me. Whoop. 
And uh, the guy come back and looked at me and said, what in the world are you doing? And I told him, he said, look, man, you need to go home and get some sleep. And so right then I decided I probably ought to at least give up one job. And so I did. But the fact of the matter is, if you're not lazy, that is the cause. It's not because there's not work. It's not because you can't learn. It's just we don't want to anymore. We don't see the profit in there. So we talked about slothfulness and laziness and those kinds of things. So if you were taking notes, we started with number one. The lazy person does not believe that he is lazy. He just doesn't want to do it. Am I on? What were you waiting on? Huh? You supposed to outthink me. Actually, we're told not to do that once. Okay, anyway. In Proverbs, go to Proverbs. We'll be there for a moment. The lazy person does not believe he's lazy. Go ahead and tell him. Man, you're just lazy. I am not. They don't have a job. They don't make their bed. They don't earn their clothes. They can't afford anything. But they're not lazy. Just ask them. Proverbs 26, 16. The sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men. That means a perfect amount of men, whatever, can render a reason. Well, maybe it's this, maybe it's this, maybe it's this, maybe it's this, maybe you should, maybe you should. No, no, it's not any of that. So he, he is, he is uh, wiser in his own conceit. I can't, I shouldn't, I'm not able, it's not available. Then seven men can give a reason on why he should and that he can't. And this is one of the things that we talk to people about. People, uh, they complain about the obstacles in front of them. Look, you're never going to get character until you start facing obstacles and saying, it's got to be a way to do this. There has got to be a way to get this done. That's just the way that it has to be. See, we avoid and pay attention to people that make statements like, I don't work so hard, you're making me look bad. First time I heard that, it confused me. Hey, Bell, slow down. You're making us look bad. I'm sorry. I'm working hard makes you look bad. And I couldn't figure it out at first. Then I realized if I was lazy and slow and sluggard and slothful like them, we'd all be the same. And then the boss and anybody else couldn't say, he's doing it. And so you have, a, you, you have to face that. Number two, the lazy person never gets a task completely done. Never does. Never does. Runs out of energy. Can't go on. Look in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 27. 12, 27. The slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting. Okay, you went hunting. Good for you. You actually got some prey. Good for you. Ah, yeah, but I'm not going any farther than that. He won't even roast what he went and worked for. Which really doesn't make any sense at all. I'm not marching up and down the hills at 4 o'clock in the morning looking for some deer somewhere. But the substance of a diligent man is precious. To a lazy person to learn more. By the way, you talk about a big misunderstanding. When I get out of high school, I'm done with school. Now, that's not only a lazy person. That's just stupid. Because you're going to be learning all of your life. And you should want to learn and improve yourself for Christ's sake. You ought to want to do that. So, number two, the lazy person never gets a task completely done. Proverbs 12, 27. He roasteth not. He will. Why won't you fix? Okay, you got a whole house full of food and you go out and eat. You don't have money, but you go out and eat. I don't like fixing anything tonight. 
what would you buy it for? So I bought stuff. Now we're going to go out and eat because I don't want to fix what we got. You know, no different than this right here. The Bible says, go in Proverbs 24, verse 30 and 31. He said he went by the field of the slothful. <clears throat> and guess what happened? It shouldn't surprise us. Weeds, thorns, the walls were broken down. Things weren't going well at all. Everything's falling apart. And you should be shocked. Wow, I wonder how that happened. Stop wondering. He's lazy. He will not work, and the same thing will happen to us if we don't. Number three, the lazy person will always need a boss. When you're out mowing lawn, digging a ditch, using a computer, have your own office, name it. Every time you get a chance, do you stop? Do you slow down? Do you not finish things? Do you know a lot of government people like work in social services and places like that? They actually keep a lot of files on their desk to show the people who support them. We'll never get through all of this. We need more money. We need more help. The reason is a lot of that could have been solved by now. Could have been solved, but they won't let you solve it. Past a point, they just will not let you do it. Our government is in such confusion you know what? They're not looking for answers. They're looking to keep people confused. When people are confused, they're looking for someone to control them because they don't know what to do. If you read Revelation, you're going to find out somebody's going to finally step up and say, I have the answer for the earth's problems. And they're going to flock to him just like that. And he will take over. It's heading to a theater near you. Number three. Oh, I said, the lazy person will always need a boss. 1224, the hand of the diligent shall bear rule. That would be the person who stays at it, works hard, does things the right way, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Somebody's always going to have to watch over. Why? Because he never gets it done. Why didn't you get that done? Well, because all kinds of excuses. And then they argue on why they didn't get the position. Well, it's very easy. Now, I told... Uh, Miriam, I said, Miriam, I'd get a job where you're at. I said, what I could do, I could be um, private counseling on how to respond to the public and how to talk properly. The only problem is I'd run into HR and they'd fire me because they already, already told Brother Celier, you can't use yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. So I guess you go, yes, it, and yes, whoever. And I don't get it. I mean, that's just kind of what we run into. So I told him, I said, I wouldn't do it. I just go, hello, can I help you? I was working at the gas station during one of those three, those three jobs I was using. <coughs> Made a big mistake. I didn't make a mistake. Look, if you dress and look like a girl and I call you a girl and you're really a guy, I've got anything to apologize for. You do. That's what I did. I ran out to the car back when people used to pump gas for you. I said, uh, yes, ma'am, can I help you? Beard. Then I thought, man, what am I going to do now? You won't believe this. I pumped it, and I went back, and I said, uh, sir, I apologize. And then I looked down, and it was a woman. And I apologized again. Then it dawned on me. Why am I apologizing? Confusing as all get out. 
So what happens here? We come to find out number four. Let's go there. Okay, got a lot to do. A lazy person will ignore the principles of his employer. You get on the job. It's like people coming to church and telling me, here's what we used to do in the church I left. Why didn't you stay there? So you want to come here and change everything to the loser church you come from. You do the same thing with your boss or the company you're at. You go someplace else, you tell your new company everything they were doing wrong. I'd like to have a camera there to find out how you added to all of that. When nobody was watching you, you spent an hour and a half in the bathroom on Google. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 26 through 28, the Bible talks about the man that had the one talent. <clears throat> Remember what he did with it? His master, his Lord, gave him one talent. And by the way, God has given you what you're able to handle if you're not lazy and wicked. So he took the one talent and buried it. And here's what he said. I knew thou were an austere man. I knew that you gathered what you didn't sow. I, I knew you were that kind of man. So you knew that. Now you're using that as an excuse on why you couldn't perform. You knew that when we hired you. You knew that when you... This, out on that sign, it says Anchor Baptist Church. Is that what it says? It doesn't say Anchor Community, Anchor Catholic. That'd be an oxymoron, wouldn't it? It doesn't say that at all. Yet people will come here and they talk like this should be more of a community church. First of all, that to me is an oxymoron, a community church. I'm not here for the community. I'm here for Christ. I'm here to win the community. I'm not here to fit in the community. Too many Christians trying to fit in the world the way that it is. And you see the mess that we're getting ourselves into. So he talked about this one talent. And when he came back to reckon, okay, show me what you did with the things I gave you to work with. And that's what's going to happen to Christians at the judgment seat of Christ. <clears throat> I gave you so much to work with. Now, let's see what you did with it. He's going to get out his book of works and say, a lot of blank days here. What did you do with the abilities that I gave you? Oh, you play piano now down at the bar. You learned that in church. Oh, I see you're using your singing talents in the world that you learned in church and God gave you. Oh, I see the business principles that you learned that made you a success in business. Now you don't go to church and you use it to do other things with. Huh, okay. The Bible says this, God looked at them there in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 26 through 28 and he said, thou wicked and guess what the next word is? Slothful. Wicked is active in sin. It's a person actively living sinfully. And then on top of that, he said, you're lazy. God said that to somebody he employed. God said that to somebody that he saved and said, I'm going to put you in a church and I need your help. I want you to work for me. God, anything you want, I'll do anything, just save me. Isn't that what we basically said? If not, you're probably not saved. And so what happens is, then come to find out on reckoning day, 
Okay, I gave you three talents, you turned into five. That's wonderful. You had five talents, you turned into ten. That's great. You had one talent, you did what? Shouldn't you have at least given it to somebody that could have made some interest for me? But you hid it in the world. I said you hid it in the earth. And God specifically said you were wicked and slothful, full of laziness. God has given you what you have because he knows that's what you can handle. Every talent you have, every ability you have, and everybody has at least one or more is to be used for God, not for you. It's like I taught your kids in school. Do you know what making money is for? It's not your career. It's not your life. People are coming to America because they want to make a lot of money. Why? Why? See, Christian, I'll ask you, why? Why do you want to make more money? I bet you couldn't even tell me why. Bigger home? Nicer car? Vacation? What do you, what, what do you want more money for? Now, am I against that? No, not against it. I just want to know your motive. Why would you want more money? According to the Bible, it's not wrong to be rich. A lot of people in the Bible were. A lot of good Christians I know are. It is wrong to want to be rich. That's your motive? I want to be rich. The reason you want to make money is to support your family and help provide for the cause of Christ. End of the story. That's all that it's for. But Americans have fallen into the retirement. We have insurance on everything. You know why? Because we we've been taught not to trust God anymore. You know what your grandparents did when they got real sick? They died. You know what they left their kids? Anything they happen to have at the time, that's it. And we think that's terrible now because people have changed our mind. So we have gotten lazier. They worked hard till the day they died. And then they called it quits and went home to be with the Lord. So a lazy person will ignore the principles of his employer. Number five, we said the lazy person is weak or soft. They're just weak. Turn to Proverbs chapter number six. You should be in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter number six. Look if you would please. Verse number 10 and 11. Now, this is what I want to do, but I don't. This is what I want to do. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. That's what I want to do. I really want to do that. I love sleeping. I love hugging a pillow. I do not... It's morning. Hello. God bless the world. Hey, man. I don't do that. I get around. I look in the mirror and go, boy, you are old, aren't you? You know. So my whole day starts off real bad. I don't want to get up. But I don't like the next verse. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and thy want as an honor. One that traveleth. This job, that church, this school, that house, this neighborhood, that move. Got constantly on the go all the time. 
all the time, finding somewhere else to move. Christians are becoming like that all the time. We are mimicking the world and don't even recognize it. So this is what he's talking about. Usually a person gets lazy gradually. Strong people, this can happen to. Don't think it can't happen to you. It can. And our world tends to give people stuff that are lazy and believes every excuse that they have. So the soft person says, as I told you before, I can't dig a ditch. I'm allergic to shovels. I would dig, but is that a right-handed or left-handed shovel? No matter what you say, they're the other hand. I don't want to mow the grass. I like the natural look. They have an excuse for everything. Everything. They have an excuse for everything. My, I don't get it. I got, got to go. Number six. I said last week the lazy person hurts them around them. The Bible says in Proverbs eighteen nine, he also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. Lazy people like to hang around lazy people. Because if all their friends are working, they have nobody to be lazy with. So they encourage laziness and slothfulness around them. Man, you're not going to work already, are you? You volunteered to work on Saturday. How are we going to run around together? What are we going to do? Lazy people, brother to him that is a great waster. We talked about that. Oh, let's go on. I got to hurry here. I said number seven last week, a lazy person is not known for their love of others. Now, you think they'd have all the time in the world to love and care for other people. But they don't. They're too selfish. Lazy people are very selfish. Um, I'll talk about me, my favorite subject. When I, before I got saved and even right after I got saved, my younger life as a teenager and when I was a young man, I did not recognize, and some of you guys ought to do this, how hard your mother works. My mom raised or my mother supported and tried to teach six kids. We could care less. We added so much hurt to hers, pathetic. One of the things that we did, if we did work or get any money, was for us. We didn't help her. We didn't help her. And then one day, even after I was saved, because this was my habit growing up, me first, it's all about me. I lazy around the house. I'd watch TV for hours. I wouldn't go outside and help. When my mom was up in her, she must have been in her 50s or later, there I am. Now I'm saved. I'm laying out in the backyard, getting a tan, reading my Bible, love the Lord, going to church. And my mom is mowing the grass while I'm just laying there. Well, she didn't ask. Your mother's got to ask you to help work. You are wicked and lazy, aren't you? Now, as soon as you admit that and figure that out, you could start changing it. Until you do, you have excuse on why you can't. And because of that, you start hurting other people. You don't love people like you think you do. Okay, I, have, I don't like saying that. I have a tattoo on my arm that says mom, okay? When I was a teenager, I was about 12, I think, 11, 12 years old. I put that on my arm. When I moved to the west side of Columbus, everybody I ran around with had one parent. It was their mother. Now, 
I could talk about my mom. I could disobey my mom. I could do pretty much what I wanted to, but you, you better not say anything about my mom. That's my mom. You don't have to say anything about her. We do got a weird sense of what is treating people right. Right? You're just taking up from the world. So, uh, let me say this also. Number eight. A lazy person leads a life of discomfort. Discomfort. Why, why would that be? A lazy person, let me see, I'm on the couch. How can I be discomforted? Oh, no, I'm sitting in front of the TV for hours. How can I be discomforted? Oh, no, I don't work. How can I be discomforted? In Proverbs chapter 15, verse 19, the way of the slothful man is as a hedge of thorns. And again, perfect picture. As soon as we were in, in Pakistan, we saw this around villages. They actually took thorn bushes and piled them up around houses and around their village. And when you went in, there were thorn bushes on either side. If you strayed, oh, oh, I mean, it, it, it would stick you. Here he's simply saying it's like a hedge of thorns. The slothful man, uh, the way that he goes is like a hedge of thorns. Every time he moves, something sticks him and makes him very uncomfortable. This preaching tonight, if you're a lazy person, this makes you very uncomfortable. Like a thorn. And you'll blame me. All that guy preached on is laziness. Don't have anything else to preach on. You don't want to hear it. You just don't want to hear. Makes you very uncomfortable. That's why the Bible says train up a child in the way he should go. When you teach your children how to work, you don't teach your daughters how to run a bulldozer. Or how to be a Marine. Now, this is very foreign to those of you that grew up in public school. I went to public school, but back in those days, men were men and women weren't. And if you were a hippie walking down the hallway, we did beat you up. Called good peer pressure. You get real quiet on me when I talk this way, don't you? Very discomforting for them. Train up a child. Let him, let him know how to work. Teach your children how to work. The earlier, the better. We're waiting way too long to start teaching our children how to obey. We're waiting until they're eight, nine years old. To pick up their own room. So now our public school system has decided to do what we do with our kids. We're going to pay them to do what they should already be doing. What idiot would bring up a bill that says, let's pay kids to go to school? How about this? Let's make them pay. Am, am I the only weird person in this church anymore? I don't get it. I just don't get it. Mom, you got any money so I can go to college? You kidding? Stay dumb the rest of your life. I ain't paying no money for you to go. You better get a job. So now our president has just decided to use billions of your dollars to pay for lazy kids that say, I have a degree. I have a PhD. I have a doctor's degree. And somebody needs to pay my bills. All of my kids went to college. When we could, we sent them 20 bucks. Maybe. When they came home, we fed them good, cleaned their clothes, and sent them back again. 
I could tell you the money they're making, where they live, and how they're doing, if that would impress you any. But to a lazy person, that's not very impressive. Number nine, a lazy person only dreams of success. They only dream about it. I want you to turn, please, to Proverbs 21. The reason we're using all the verses is so you don't think it's just my opinion. Because that's what a lazy person will do. That's his opinion. He just don't understand. No, maybe I don't, but God does. See, God has had more kids than you ever thought about. God knows more about marriages than you'll ever remember. God knows more about building churches and everything than we do. And yet everything God has instructed us to do, we have a way of doing it better than he instructs. Raising children, marriages, building churches, you name it. We have a better idea than God. We, we know more than, 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 than uh, went to, went to uh, Shinar and built a great big tower to heaven when the Lord just before that said, no, multiply, cover the earth. Hey, I got an idea. Let's all stay together. What did God just tell you to do? He said, don't stay together. So then he had to force the issue. And that's the part that really bothers us. God says something. We heard it. We understood what he said, but we have a better idea. Then when God chastises us for disobeying him, then we, well, if that's the way God is, no, that's the way you are. That's the way that I am. And so they only dream of success. Look at Proverbs 21, verse 25. 21:25. Here's our opening verse. The desire of the slothful killeth him. And here's what he says, why would that happen? For his hands refuse to labor. Man, I've got these big dreams. I'm getting me a vet. I'm going to live in a real nice place over, over, over in, in uh, power, somewhere like that. Man, I'm not living in this dump around here. You don't have a job. You don't save money. As soon as you get it, it burns a hole in your pocket. Oh, I'm sorry, that's because you never make enough. It's hard to make a lot of money working at Dairy Queen. But you have these big dreams. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. The lazy only dream of success. So what does it say here? That his desire of the, it's just killing him. It's just killing him. I'm going to be this and I want that and I'll do this someday. But he won't work. So it just kills him. Oh, man. When you grow up, everybody has a car but you because you won't get a job. Hey, can I bum a ride with you? 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 Do you know why they call it bumming a ride? Because you're a bum. Word association. Can you figure that out? See, the thing is, the Bible says he, his hands refused. It's not that he can't find a job. It's not because there's not labor. To he refuses to work. Hey, they're hiring over there. Yeah, that, that won't work for me. You refuse to work. I'm dying. I think I'm going to start carrying a pick and a shovel with me in my car. And every time I see somebody standing on a corner, especially if they say I'm a vet, or I'm looking for, I don't think they put those up anymore. We'll work for food. I don't think they use that anymore. But I'm going to get out, take a mattock and a shovel, and say right over in our church property, I got a 25-foot ditch that needs to be dug about a foot and a half deep. I will pay you well for that job. Come on, get in there. Go and play. I know what they're going to say. It's my back. <laughs> says we'll work for a food. What kind of work are you thinking about? That kind of work. 
he refuses to work. Then the Bible says in Proverbs 26, 14, if this doesn't describe our teenagers today, I don't know what does. As a door turneth upon his hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. He can't sleep, he tosses and turns, he can't figure it out. And as I said last week, you ever see a farmer that stays up till two in the morning because he can't sleep? No. He's worked so hard, he's looking forward to going to bed at nine o'clock. He's worked hard all day long. Hard work is good for you. But the slothful man thinks it's his death trap. You kidding me? I'll die if I did that. So let's pick up where we left off. I got 15 minutes. Ready? Go to Proverbs 6. Proverbs chapter number 6. By the way, Brother Laurel's uh, parents were here. Was it last Thursday? They were here. When I was done, she loved this. She said, that is so good. But see, they're used to working all their life. They raise children. You're welcome. They raise children that work. And it's not just because they're Asians. They're good at stuff, even though that's true. You know how Asians are. And, uh, but <laughs> I don't think George Lee, I love his parents. They're great people. And uh, so I'm done with this. But they, they don't show their approval while you're preaching. They're just watching when I'm done, it's like, that's really good. That's exactly the way things are. So they identified, people who work hard agree with every bit of this. People who are lazy, you've got all kinds of excuses already in your head on why you don't believe that or why it's not true to you, right? Okay, so Proverbs 6, verse number 6. The lazy person gives no thought for tomorrow. No thought for tomorrow. Proverbs 6, go down to verse number 6. Go to the ant, thou, there it is, sluggard. Consider an ant, an ant. The ones that I used to crush and give a hard time to when I was laying on the, remember I told you that story? Consider her ways. Just, just watch her. As I said before, if you've ever had one of those ant farms, which my mom wouldn't allow one in the house. She said, there's ants out in the yard. You don't need one in the house. And used to watch them all the time. I don't think they ever stopped. Did they ever stop? I don't think so. You get up at night and show a flashlight. They're digging away. They're making tunnels everywhere. I wonder where they put all the sand. You're making more and more tunnels. There's only so much room in that little box. I th you think about stuff like this or no? Okay, it's just me. All right. But watch what happens here. Which, watch this, which having no guide, ants do not have a king that watches over them. Overseer or ruler, they don't have one. But provideth her meat in summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. A lazy person has a 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse 32 mentality. Eat and drink, for tomorrow will die. Man, one of these days you're going to get old. You might as well live while you can. Then when you get old, you can't live. This is the mentality America is starting to teach our young people. God made an ant with an instinct to prepare ahead of time to sustain themselves. In an ant. In an ant. In a little bit. In a little ant. But they have eight legs. An insect has six, right? Okay. 
So what happens is this. The slugger does not have the intelligence of an ant. Tell your son that the next time he's laying on the couch, won't get a job. Do you know there was a day instead of going online and wearing your little fingers out, you used to have to go from place to place and apply. You know why? Because they wanted to see you and hear you before they hired you. Now you doctor up your picture. You, you have to constantly go to spell check because you have no idea how to spell the. And when they finally see you, they're going, you're, you're Bob, right? The one on the, you're, you're Bob. You have all this experience. And as soon as you start talking, they're thinking, this guy has no education. He don't know what he's doing. And do you know why kids drop out of school? It's not because they're poor and, and life isn't fair. Oh, stop it. It's because they're lazy. They won't sit and learn. They don't want to learn. Life's passing them by. Doesn't this just dig at you? Doesn't dig at me. I like it. So there we go. So what happens here? And so that, that's their idea of things. Number 11. Go to Ecclesiastes. You know where that's at? Right at the Proverbs. Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Number 11, the lazy person will not take care of his home. Uh-oh, I just trespassed, didn't I? Your home, you say, well, I don't have a home. Your apartment, <laughs> your condo, your log, your trailer, whatever. Your abode, okay? Watch what it says, Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Your what? Yeah, your car. More true than you think. Ecclesiastes 10, verse 18. <clears throat> By much slothfulness, the building decayeth. And through idleness of hands, the house droppeth through. You didn't know that was in the Bible, did you? Wow, God talks about taking care of your house. God shouldn't have to tell us to take care of our house. Do you fix your house? Do you take care of it? Do you paint? Do you mow? See, I just know this way people think. It's winter. We're not mowing right now. Talking about in the summertime. I know you like that natural look, right? <laughs> do you trim? Do you blow all the grass out in the street and say, at least not in my yard? My mom would slap you ball-headed if you did things like people do today. She's about five foot two, mean as a snake. My mom would get you out of bed when she'd come home from work at night, one in the morning, and all your underwear and socks would be on the floor. You know why? Because you didn't fold them. Get out of bed and fold your clothes and put them away right. You say, why would she do stuff like that? To teach you how to take care of things in her house. Ladies, my mom would tell you, did you clean, did you clean and mop the kitchen floor? Yes, ma'am. Did you move the refrigerator? Yeah, raise your eyebrows. What kind of mother's that? She wasn't. She's a warden. But she would do that, and then she would get all over my sisters for doing stuff like that. And you know, looking back on it, as much as I didn't like it, look what I'm teaching you. It's like being in the military. I wasn't a great military guy. Actually, I was anything but. 
But here I am telling you, won't you just get in step? Why don't you obey those that have the rule over you? Why don't you? So all of those things, and here's what I've got against preachers today, a lot of them. Whether you do what I tell you or not, that's between you and the Lord. But I need to tell you nevertheless. My hope is, is that it'll stick in your cranium. Those of you who went to public school, that'd be your brain. It'll stick in there. Well, actually, it's the thing that holds your brain, but let's not get technical tonight, okay? And one day, it'll dawn on you. Light bulb. I heard the preacher mention something about working. I'm 40. Maybe I ought to get a job. I, I just kills me the way men tell their wife, honey, you need to get a job. You can never seem to find one, but she's got two. And then she comes home, does laundry, and fixes you your meal because you're stinking lazy. Christian, we're supposed to be the example in these areas, not part of the problem. That's what we're supposed to be. By the way, young ladies that aren't married and those that are up in your, they're looking for a man, not just a male. We don't know how to dress. We don't know how to fix our hair. We don't know how to take care of a house. We don't know how to work without losing a job every six months. And you want a wife? What you need is a mom. Well, I guess that's what they're doing. Moving back home in their mom's basement so they can play video games. Yeah. Mom, I'm busy. What are you doing? I'm busy. Again, could I tell you what my mom would do if we had stuff like that back in the old days? She'd knock that TV over, grab that out of your hand, slap you in the head and say, get outside and take care of that yard. And I didn't like it at the time. Maybe the man I am today. <laughs> so what happens here is this. Do you help keep God's house and property clean? Do you watch your kids throw their paper down in our parking lot? You watch them wipe their feet on the walls. Take paper in the bathroom and miss. How can the kids walk out of here with stuff they never walked in with and you never question them? Son, you didn't have that purse when you came to church. Oh, it was given to me. Oh, okay. to commode when you're done? Oh, that's the custodian's job. Don't ever invite me over to your house, okay? You think I'm kidding you. Number 12. Number 12. I have to hurry. You keep slowing me down. Number 12. Go to Proverbs 18, 9. Proverbs did, did, did we read Ecclesiastes? Yes, we did. Okay. Go back to Proverbs 18, verse number 9. A lazy person spends his time with people of like character. Proverbs 18, 9. He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. Lazy people like the lazy guy because he has lots of time to lazy around with him and do nothing. You know the old thing of birds of a feather flock together? That's true. 
You attract what you are, not what you want. You are the kind of friends you have. You know, when this in, in this church, when people come here, I hardly ever have trouble with real men. I've had trouble with queers and faggots and sissies and effeminate people. Had all kinds of trouble with them. You know why? Because they're not men. Now, I do have trouble with women sometimes. Because if anything can control a man, it's a woman. Is that true? So you go through all of this, and all she has to do is, we're not going there anymore. And here's you. Yipe, 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 yipe. A lazy person spends his time with people of like character. You are like those that you run with. My mom used to say that all the time. Lazy people attract to themselves people who also waste time, money, effort, opportunity, and food. Americans are great wasters of stuff. When I was in Vietnam, I was shocked at stuff we threw away. They used to have sea rations. They don't have those anymore. Uh, I don't think. See, right in those, those days, they don't have those anymore. They used to all be in metal cans, and most of it was putrid. It was all get out. But So we'd take what we didn't like, and when I was on a fire base, uh, we were building something down there, and we'd take the cans, and we would give them to the village people, not the ones you're thinking of, to the people in the village. And never mind. And so, Mike, quit educating people, will you please, about your favorite group. And uh, what they would do, they would take the, they would bring us fresh bread and prepared fish. I mean, bread was delicious. We'd give them cans, pieces of metal, 55-gallon drums we didn't use anymore. You said, what for? They'd make jewelry. They'd make things to help build with. They would make tools out of it. It's amazing what they would do because all they did for the most part was, you won't like this word, work we sat around hoping somebody will magically make things work out for us we went to uh, Ghana we went to Pakistan we went to Honduras and you watch those people even little kids when we were in Honduras I told you this before they would go around and they were not allowed it's what brother Nelm said they were not allowed to come everybody in the family contributes to the family not to themselves including little girls and little boys. And they'd put this big tray on the front of them full of cookies that were terrible. Oh, terrible tasting cookies. And they would tell them, or beans, beans of some kind. I don't know what kind of beans they were. They looked terrible too. And they would bag them up and they would tell them, you can't come back home until you, until you sell it. They had to contribute to the family. Everybody learned how to work. The boys, the reason they didn't go beyond eighth grade because they had to work in the sugar cane fields or get a job to contribute to the family. So they changed their whole uh, system that says graduation actually takes place at 8th or ninth grade. To them, that was graduation. Now, we're going like this. What? That's just stupid. It's all about work. It was all about work. And so what happens here is we tend to um, hang around people that are like ourselves. Because of his lack of diligence, the lazy person doesn't want people around them to make them look better. Finally. Aren't you glad? Ooh. 
Oh, we're going to continue this on next week, so hold on. Number eight, the lazy person believes his own lies and will destroy himself because of it. He believes his own lies about himself. He's made them up, and he believes them. Go to Proverbs 22. Proverbs 22. And verse 13. Proverbs 22, verse 13. The slothful man saith, there is a lion without. Wow. That sounds dangerous. I shall be slain in the streets. The lazy person says, I'm hungry, but makes excuses like, it's too cold or too warm. It'll just hurt me if I go outside. See, it's, it's like a lion. I mean, if I get a job, the only thing it's going to do is injure me. It's going to hurt me. You know, because of my, yeah. What he's saying is, if I go out and get a job, it'll just hurt me. He has lied to himself and made vain excuses for so long, he actually believes now the excuses he used to make as being reality. So because of that, he can't work. So because he can't work, he's destroying his own life. Believing it's not my fault. What do you want me to do? In today's society, you ever heard that phrase, a little work never killed anybody? Well, first of all, I don't think a lot of work will kill you, but whatever. In today's society, often a little injury is all the excuse people are looking for to be placed on the disabled list for a long time. It's almost like they're looking forward to it. In the military, some of them used to do that. If I get hurt, I won't have to march anymore. I won't have to go out in the jungle anymore. I won't have to do anything like that. Why would you want to do that? The way I was raised, I just didn't understand stuff like that. In today's society, that's what we're doing. These types of people have persuaded themselves that work will injure them somehow, so they don't. They just don't work, thus destroying their lives. Girls, before you ever get married, quit looking at his eyes, quit looking at his build, quit looking at... His clothes. Find out about his work. It's not against married protocol to want to see his checkbook and his savings account. Well, that's not very romantic. Well, neither are your babies needing pampers, and he won't go get a job. That's not very romantic either. You're so taken with the guy stands on the corner dealing drugs in a trench coat in 90 degree weather and then gets on his bicycle and rides off. Never forget, then has a slice idea on how to keep his pants up. Has spent more money on his tattoos than he does his rent. I don't get it. It's, it's just me. Is this because I'm an old guy? I'll answer that for you. No, that's not it at all. Characterless, lazy people quit job after job after job. They lose job after job because of their own laziness. In other words, they show up late, they don't work hard, they always complain, they always take days off, and then when fired, they blame the company. So our government has stepped in, especially on, if you've ever worked on a government job, it is ridiculous. When I worked for Boeing, I'm sorry, I worked for Rockwell, on the, on the B-1 bomber, there was a girl that worked there that stayed drunk all the time. You understand, she's working on one of our nation's 
best aircraft. They couldn't fire. He said, why not? I'd fire. Government rules wouldn't let you. All she had to say was, I have a problem and I need help. And the company had to pay for her to receive help. What, what have we done here in America? What have we done? Lazy people believe they are getting over on those who work hard. And those who work hard never seem to have fun. But it's not long before the diligent, hardworking man has what he's been dreaming about. And the lazy man never does. The definition, character, a person marked or identified by notable qualities or trains of consistency, reputation, moral excellence, and firmness. People who change direction and change. I was said uh, that you're not supposed to something given to change. Um, avoid or don't run with those that are given to change. Something like that. But it says given to change. People who are always changing. It's unstable. Something's wrong. God is consistent. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. My word changeth not. On and on and on. When you run into somebody. Girls, listen to me. Please listen to me. Honey, you just got to understand, I'd get a job, but he's lying. He is lying. He's lying. Now, if he has a record and that's why he can't get a job, why would you want to marry him? But he's so cute. Well, you go out and get three jobs, and he'll just keep having babies with you, and he'll just lie on the couch and watch sports and eat potato chips. Laziness is a sin. It comes with all kinds of penalties and downfall to it. In the very garden when God first created man, one of the things he gave Adam to do in a perfect, before sin ever entered in, was to work the garden, protect the garden. Watch over it. Work is not supposed to be a curse. We just have to work harder to produce. It's not a curse. Working is good for you, no matter what our government says. Okay, I'm done. Father, thank you for.